Yay, here we go, here we go. Welcome to another broadcast that we have in Dominion Sonship, and that is a Dominion Conversation. And we've been doing these for a while now, and Larry Warnell is a newcomer. He is adding on his supply, his utterance that the Lord will give to him tonight. And it looks a bit different around the island. Of course, we have Boris Schneider, my son, and Larry and myself. And what I felt impressed to talk about today as a team in Christ is the higher life, the higher life. What is it? What is it about us Christians that brings forth a distinction in how we live life? Um, and I really believe without a reality or revelation of who we are in mm. Christ, we'll not be able to ever experience the higher life. And the higher life is really the life of Christ that we now have inside mm. of us. The higher life is the life of dominion. The higher life is the life of peace. The higher life is the life that is from above. Mm. And though we walk here on earth, we know that we are citizens of heaven. And therefore, we have a portion that is heavenly. And our life comes from a heavenly reality. And this is what we're about today, the higher life. Let's go to Second Corinthians. This is what I have in, uh, in my heart to start off with. Second Corinthians chapter 5 regarding new creation, because without a reality and really a, can I say, a working knowledge, a, a real understanding of new creation, that we are now born again, born from above, born from the Holy Spirit. And even as I say these phrases, I hear myself repeat them over and over. But really, that is, wouldn't you say, that is like the, the most important one. How, what makes you Christian? You must be born again. That's, right, Larry? No, well, that's that's the key to being born again. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But uh, what, what I like, too, about to live that higher life, mm -hmm. Jesus became humble. Humble. You know, to live high, you start low. Low. So when you become that humble man, like it says in your... Um, he didn't think it not Robert to be equal with God, but, but he became humble. That's right. And, and because he lived that higher life. That's and, right. And, and, what, and it just leads you through... All Ephesians, all the Colossians, about that higher life. Higher life. Higher life is not just that you're, I'm confessing I'm high. Right. I'm high, or I'm higher than this person and another. No. no. You were already seated, but now it's time to live that higher life, to live humble. Right. And that would tie yeah. us back into yeah. Second Corinthians, because it really is a point of identification as well. Mm -hmm. A point of identification. Who do we identify with? Exactly. And so the Christ humility is really our identification, mm -hmm. which is really the life of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so if we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse, um, let's start at 14. For the love of Christ compels us. Isn't that amazing oh, that his love compels us? Mm -hmm. That the movement of our life comes from the love of mm -hmm. God? Mm -hmm. That what makes you walk today, what makes you move forward today, it is what? The love of Christ, the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus. And so when the love of Christ compels us, it comes forth with a judgment. What is this judgment? That if one died for all, and so this is really the, the demarcation of what yeah. makes you a Christian. Mm -hmm. You believing this true, that if one died for all, that is Jesus. Yeah. 
then all died. Through his death, we have all died, right? And he died for all that those who live, so those who live now, because of his death, can I say through his death, right? Can we say those that now live through his death, meaning the entry point is this, this death, being baptized into his death, he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him, he died for them and rose again. Yes, because we purchased possession. What does that look like to you, Boris? Yeah, and I was just kind of walking that out and just being, you know, we're, we no longer, we say this all the time, but we no longer live for ourselves. Like we're always to be walking like, you know, God and through Jesus paid a huge price for our lives. Yes. And, and we talk about this, like we always are, are mentioning this, but you know, if we truly understand the the length that he went through to, you know, to take us back and in, accept us into his kingdom and to chase after us, then we're going to live our life differently because we, like you said, are a purchased possession of Christ now. So we're, we're going to live like that and we're going to make sure that, you know, that is um, shown through the way we live. That's, That's right. Good. That's good. That's good. And we like it too. It's, it's, it's all our mindset too. Mindset. You cannot live the high life as a Christian, as we were saying here, without the renewal of this mind. Mm-hmm. Can we just go to a, 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 um, yeah. Hebrews 11 for a sec? Hebrews 11, yeah. Hebrews 11. I love Hebrews. Okay. And, and there's nothing, I'm not, I'm not knocking confession. We know we, faith and confession is a key. Without mm-hmm. faith, you can't what? Please you can't God. Even, please can't, God. Even, can't even please Him. That's you right. can't even please Him. But, Sometimes you get around in circles where it's just, I have to confess the mind of Christ. I have to confess. You know what? It starts up here. You will eventually confess what you're thinking anyway. That's right. Whatever, what did Job say? Those things I greatly feared or thought has come upon me. Yes. Because it came out of the mouth eventually. You, you can't, I said before, before it comes out of here, whatever comes out of here, you're, you're, you're thinking anyway. You've been meditating. <clears throat> Again, you know, like you can be in the church circles and act, talk, facing, confess, face all you want. But look, check this in, in Hebrews 11, mm-hmm. uh, 13 to 15. It says, and, and these all died in faith. And I think I was talking to you the other day about yes. this, Jesse. Now, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. But look, yeah. I remember before in the certain circles that if you didn't receive the promises, you're not living the faith. You weren't living the faith. But these, what does it say here? These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but mm-hmm. having seen them from a distance, greeted them. How can you greet something you can't see? Right. Received. All up here. Mm-hmm. And then right. it gets down to here. The mind, you want to live the high life? It starts up here until yeah. it gets to the heart. They had, they had the knowledge that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. They were of the earth. But they weren't a part of the earth. That's right. They were in it, but they knew they lived a higher life mm-hmm. that was coming. But let's look at verse 15. If they had been thinking, right, thinking of that land from which they came, the past, listen to this, they would have had opportunity to return to that lower land. That's right. We what are you the, thinking about? What are you thinking about? It determines where you're going to go. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I think it's Proverbs 23, 7 around there. It says, uh, mm-hmm. as a man thinks, right. so will he what? Be. Yeah. So 
That's it's, right. This could have changed before we can. Yes, I know. I know it says Ephesians that we're seated already in high places. I get it. Yeah. But are we living it? Right, and that goes with yeah. what you're thinking. So, what are you identifying with? Mm. What What is speaking to the most? And uh, we can stay in Hebrews. I just have yeah. my finger back to where I read yeah. earlier yeah. in Second Corinthians five sixteen that that even the way we look at Christ shifts yes. in this mind renewal. Paul writes, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're not thinking fleshy, carnal mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things. So we're not going to bring to remembrance the old things, yeah. because if you bring that to mind, you're mm-hmm. going to go where? You're going to return back, right? Mm -hmm. And so therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature. All things have passed away. So why would you think about something that's passed away? Why would you waste mental strength to think on a vanity that is no more? Behold, all things have become new. And the word is really, it's these promises, these promises that are new to us. It's these promises that we meditate and that we walk in. I think a lot of the time we as Christians, you know, focus on the outside. We focus on yeah. our exterior. We focus yeah. on yeah. our actions, what we say, this and that. But we don't ever bring it internally. Like we, we always make sure that on the outside we're this perfect Christian. But on the inside, yeah. we're not really, you know, thinking about what that means to, to truly live a, a Christian life. You know, I mean, your your most closest friend may think that you're just this Christian extraordinaire, mm. but yeah. really on the inside, you have these negative thoughts. And and we always talk about, you know, the mindset and, and how important that is. But I always think back to, and I forget what where exactly in the New Testament it is, but Jesus is speaking to the, the religious people. And uh, he's saying that, um, you know, have you ever committed this sin? Have you committed that sin? And they were saying, no, we haven't. Like, we abide by the law. And then he goes and he took it the next step. He said, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about, you know, doing like committing adultery? Have you thought about committing this crime? Have you thought about these things? And he says, if you if you have thought about those things, you're a sinner. And then it, it created this this problem where they're like, well, then no one will ever enter the kingdom of heaven. Like no one's going to be perfect. No one's going to be able to never think a wrong thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you can, if you train your body, you can train yourself to not steal. You can train yourself to not do these things. But the mind almost seems like this, this entirely different playing mm-hmm. field where like, you know, naturally you may think that it's just impossible to control the mind. But it's something that we as Christians really need to start focusing on mm-hmm. because we understand that everything starts on the inside and comes out. Right. So that's, that's just true. kind of... So how would you navigate <clears throat> that? I mean, I'm thinking the mind, we have possessed the mind of Christ. Yeah. So how would you appropriate Well, I'd go exactly, I forget the reference, but to, to the verse where it says that, you know, think of what's pure, think of what's no, godly, yeah. think of what's, you know, yes. what things that are going to, you know, move you forward in life, things that are going to prosper you. And, you know, there's there's many verses in the Bible. And if we did a study just on the mind, you know, we can understand that like when a negative thought comes, we understand that that's the devil trying to plant that, right? So if we understand that, we're going to be more on guard and we're going to combat that with a, with a, you know, a proper thought with a, you know, well, you know, if you're thinking when you wake up and you say like, man, like, you know, you got a a trash job and this and that, you're never going to make it anywhere in life. 
say like, well, actually yesterday I had a, a really promising day or something. You know, you, you can just, Shift it. there's always a way to view life in a, in a better light. Exactly. And that as Christians exactly. is why we're supposed to be the happiest people on earth. Exactly. Because it doesn't matter what situation we're in. I mean, Paul was in prison and yet he learned how to be content. That's right. You know, that's, that obviously wasn't an exterior thing. That was, that was interior. That was something yeah. that he determined on the inside that God had a plan for him. He's going to complete that, and he's content. Yeah. Well, just Joseph the same way. He he was in prison, but That's encouraging right. everybody. That's right. <laughs> it's, people don't wait to be happy and joyful when you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. We're we're supposed to be the happiest people now. Wow. No matter what it looks like on the outside, but again, it all comes to that renewal. Renewal. Yeah. Renewal. It's easy to be happy and. And live the high life when uh, everything are going. Who can't do that? Un- unbeliever can live that way. That's right. Yeah. Anyone get? But that's not the, the joy and then that high life that that uh, the world can't offer. You yeah. And, and what we want to do, and we talk about this all the time, and, and you're going to hear a lot of repetition from what we keep talking about because this is something that you need. You're never fully attained. It's something that every yeah. single day yeah. you need to die daily. You need to fully, you know, every day pick up your cross and make sure that you're abiding in this lifestyle. Yes. But essentially what we want to do is we want to live, you know, we call it the higher life. We're calling it the Christianity, mm-hmm. like lifestyle Christianity. But what it is, it's just being real. Like, being real. It's having yeah. a relationship, yeah. not yeah. a religion. That's right. Like that, that's what we're Christian. trying to do. Like, at the end of the day, we can we can break down verses. <clears throat> we can come up with these solutions. But all we want to do is live a real life. And the problem is there are so many people living fake lifestyles. That the exterior, the world is looking at the church and calling us the most hypocritical people. Yeah. Because on the outside we're perfect, but on the inside we're not. Exactly. So, you know, they're they're seeing that. And so that this is how we get back grounded and understand who we are. And and once we are grounded, we can then reach out to everyone. And I mean, I'm thinking of the gospels, Boris. You know, when when I became a Christian many years back, um, I remember reading through the Gospels and, and the words of Jesus, and it almost seems that there's been somewhat of a departure from yeah. from, from from the Gospels and really the words of Jesus. And, and I, I remember the, one of the most important verses I used to meditate on a regular basis was in Matthew 16, 24, and Jesus speaking to his disciples about taking up the cross and yeah, following yeah. him. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Mm-hmm. Let him well. deny the old nature. Let him deny the old way. Let him mm-hmm. deny the uh, self-preservation, the old ways, and take up his cross. This is, again, that we have to reckon ourselves dead in our karma mm-hmm. and follow him. We all follow. are waiting for a lead, but he's saying, follow <laughs> me. I am leading mm. you already follow me and what following that's Matthew 16 I'm reading 25 yeah. now and what following him looks like it's picking up your cross yeah. so oftentimes we're waiting on the lead and I'm speaking for my own moment my own moment here <clears throat> and and the Lord is saying how about you reckon that old carnal man dead yeah. Yeah. the only time sometimes we say we're waiting on the lead because we really don't want to do what he's already said to us so we want another confirming word. We want someone else to come and encourage a little bit more. But we have the Holy Spirit in us. And this is the passion of the Christian life mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit. He himself, the resurrected, the one that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us. And now he's leading us in this way to follow yeah. after Jesus. Yeah. 
forever, verse 25, forever desires to save his life. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. high life is not about me saving my life. Yeah. Is that, do you think that maybe what the world's saying? They're yeah. seeing themselves exactly that- in, in the Christians. So they're like, what's the difference between you and I? We're all trying to save our life. So, so what do they want? They want what we have. That's or right. Who we have. Yeah. They want yeah. a way out. Yeah. And the way yeah. out is, is yeah. what? Forsaking your life. Mm-hmm. For his sake, so we can find his life in us. Verse 26, for what profit is it? We all want a profit. We all want to make a profit. <laughs> I'll tell you what profit you. There's no higher profit. <clears throat> is what, what profit is it for man if he gains the whole world? You make all the, the money on your, on your goal sheet. You, 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 you have all the possession you've ever desired. And yeah. we thank God for, for, for wonderful things. They're, they're blessing from the Lord and God freely gives us all things to enjoy. But there is a higher place. We don't want to lose our soul in the process yeah. of attaining those things. Exactly. We're to forsake the world. Or what, what, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and mm. then he'll reward each mm. according to his work. So what this is telling me is that there's accountability in this high life. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And to carry on with that, I'd like to wrap this up in, in Scripture. We can mm-hmm. go to Hebrews 5, and or Hebrews 4, sorry, and verse 12. And it says, for the word of the Lord is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. And why is that important? It's important because, you know, it says here, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And to 13, it says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. So no matter what you do to hide, you know, your true intentions, Whatever you do to on the outside show that you're this this great person, you know, nothing is hidden from God and everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we're accountable. We're not accountable to those around us. We're accountable to God. And when you live like that, you will no longer worry about what people think of you. You're no longer going to worry about about, you know, the physical things in life. You're going to. You're going to focus on, you know, we're accountable to God because like we started out today, you know, God purchased us for a price. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Well, like, like, that is an awesome verse when it, when it how to live this Christian life. Mm. In, in uh, Hebrews 4.12, it says, and the word is the thing that's going to separate the difference mm. between soul and spirit. What's it mean? Yeah. It means sometimes we don't know the difference. Who's, where's this voice coming from? Right. What's the difference? How can I live the Christian life when I'm listening to the... My, my flesh, my way, because if, unless you listen, unless we get in the word of God, you won't know the difference between your spirit, what your spirit man is saying, or what your fleshly man is thinking. The word of God is the only thing. A pastor cannot, don't expect a pastor to do this for you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't, like, like, or anybody. You have to do it yourself. We're all accountable. And you, you mentioned today, people don't want to be accountable. No. No, because it puts pressure on the outer man. Because we, we, we get to kill him. We get it. We get it daily. Yeah. We get to put this flesh on here daily. And it's the only thing, the word of God, the sword. It'll kill the flesh if you allow it. That's right. Well, really nothing else, like War said, nothing else can control the mind with, unless it's the word of God. Like Boris was saying, that mm. the mind is a whole different playing field. We're not talking about training out a body to, to flex <laughs> and, and lift some weight. 
we're talking about a total transformation of a thought process. That's true. And that is going back to what you read in Hebrews 11, Larry, that if you bring to memory what you came out of, mm. where he found you in the beginning, go back. you will go back. But here we are in this moment that we are not to go back because that to God looks like shrinking yeah. back. And actually in Hebrews, where is it? He says, I'm not pleased in Hebrews 10. Ten. Yeah, in Hebrews 10. And regarding the just shall live by faith. Mm. In um, 38, now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, goes back. If anyone draws back, mm-hmm. my soul has no pleasure in him. Exactly. And we opened up what pleases him. What gives him pleasure, it's faith, which means faith is forward. Faith is not a shrinking back, a going back in an old mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. That's good. It's the press of faith. And you can ask yourself, like, why is it so important to, to have the word? Why is it so important to be able to decipher? And I mean, it's, a, it's an obvious question, but like, you know, there's an obvious answer to this question. But, you know, if you want to find the word, like, why is it important to, you know, be able to, div- to um, divide between these different things, between good and evil? Mm-hmm. You know, through the Bible, God speaks in many ways, but the most common was through that still small voice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and I wrote this down when I was, you know, taking notes at one time. And it's the, the word of the Lord is never forced. So with, with that being understood, we need to be able to fine tune our, our reception to hear it. You know, when Moses was on the mountain and, you know, there was um, God passed in, in, in multiple different ways. And, you know, there was there was all the, the thunder and the, the loudness and Elisha. all that. And, and Elisha as well, right? Elisha, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yes, yeah. But multiple right. times. Yes. But I was yeah. thinking Moses, so, you know, when, when the yes. Ten Commandments were given yeah, to him, right. you know, when he was up on that mountain, there was multiple things that mm-hmm. passed by him. And, and great wonders of the Lord, but where did he hear the, the Lord? It was through the still small voice. Mm-hmm. And and again, like when when Paul came, you know, he was, uh, you know, a very well learned man. But he didn't come when he came with the scripture. He didn't come with eloquent speech. He didn't yeah. come with with you know these persuasive thoughts and ideas. He came with the word of the Lord. That's it. So we need to be receptive, and we need to be able to discern between these things. That's yeah. good. That's good. Like you're know, like going back to like when you're reading even in Matthew, um, it's in Matthew. I think it's, uh, it's five. Where is it? Forty-three. Talking about them, um, the two people that heard the word of God. I always, I always think for years that these were an unbeliever and a non-believer. No, they're both hearing the word. So let's say they're both sitting in the church. Matthew five. Where is Matthew it? five. It, more marked up. Is it forty-three? Where it says you have heard that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it says this, and these are two believers here. Listen to this. For you have heard that it was said. Actually, let's, uh, oh, we'll read on. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to, where was I going to jump down here? Sorry, uh, wrong. It's, it's, in, it's in Matthew 6. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew 6. That's how good. Yeah, Matthew 6, uh, looks like 38. Man, I can't, I'm all marked up here. <laughs> it's it got to be 38. Yeah, it says, everyone that hears these words, anyone who hears these words of mine and does them, he'll be like a man who's, he plants his host on that rock and you just say today, 
Jesus is the word. Yeah. If you plant your life on this rock, on the word, mm-hmm. let's face it, guys, the storms are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed we're in one now? Mm-hmm. The storms are coming. But this guy who planted, not just heard the word, but he did it. Mm-hmm. He lived that high life. He did it. He planted his life around the word. The storms came, beat against his life. That's way important. Mm-hmm. And it did not fall. But this other guy, I call him the, just the, let's say, the lazy Christian. I'll just depend on people to pick me up, the pastor, the praise and worship mm-hmm. team. I don't need the word. He heard it, but he did not, he was not a doer. Same storm, mm-hmm. same storm, but he fell because his house is built on the sand. You know what the sand represents in the Bible? Earthly, fleshly stuff. Mm-hmm. Unstable. Unstable. Not as, as a believer, if, you, if, you're, if you're living your life as in the flesh, the way you, old way of thinking, mm-hmm. that, you're going to be very unstable. Yes. And... Believe me, when a storm comes, guess what's going to happen? Yeah. You waver between two opinions. And so there's no conviction, there's no persuasion, there's no assurance. Faith is now. Faith is assurance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what those things hope for. Mm-hmm. Evidence yes. of things not seen. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. This has kept me so long. Mm. Like me and my wife, you guys say, saying, if it wasn't for God's word, where would we be? Honestly, mm. people used to run from church to church. I need to hear a word from God from a prophet. I, no, there's 66 volumes here. Get a word yourself. Yeah. Get it for yourself yeah. daily. And that's really, um, you know, because what we're talking about, the higher life is really living eternity here now. Now. Here and now, that's the higher life. Yes, it's the exalted yes. life, the life of Christ. In Titus chapter 1, I, I love this verse. God showed it to me some time back about the preached word. And really, uh, the preached word, even the Holy Spirit preaches the word to us in our quiet time as we read the word. It's, um, well, let's start verse one, Titus one, one. Paul, bond servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. That's, that's the lowly, mm. the bond servant, yeah. right? The humility of Christ. Apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledgement of the truth mm. which accords with godliness. Mm. Take note, truth always accords with godliness, mm. not worldliness, mm. godliness. Mm-hmm. So if we're dealing with the things of the world, then we're not living according to truth. No. Because the fruit of truth always demonstrates, manifests itself, himself, really, through godliness. In verse 2, in hope of eternal life. So here, in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie. When we read from the word of God, we are reading this eternal word which cannot lie. Mm. So good. Though heaven and earth pass away, the earth remains forever. Yeah. This, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Mm. He has given his word on the matter before time began. But has, so how is he manifesting it right now? But has in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. So when I'm reading Paul's epistles, 
Paul's writings. When I'm reading this word, even Peter's writing, what am I reading? This preached word that is manifesting eternal life. Manifesting eternal life. And so it's so important to be able to identify this word with eternal life. Now. Because if we do not understand the word as being my life, then I'm going to go look for another life, right? Yeah. Could be career, could be relationship. Could be ministry. Could be ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, could, it could be ministry. I, I told you guys before, and my wife, I chased ministry. Hmm. Had no idea that I wasn't really chasing God. Chased it and chased it. But if you want to look up uh, for Samuel, I know I keep on mm-hmm. bouncing back. And yeah. First Samuel 3. You should know this by now because I. First Samuel 3. Yeah, First Samuel 3 1. And I read this one day I was here before, but this was me. And I, I, I'm a boast of this. It's, now Samuel the boy had ministered to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. In the pre- he ministered to the Lord in his presence, and the word was and the Lord was very rare in those days. It shouldn't have been, but it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, he had a ministry. That was me, chasing ministry. Jump down to verse seven. Samuel did not yet know God. Why? Because of the word of the Lord was not revealed to him. So how many Christians are out there having ministries, doing the ministry? And not living this high life, not living real Christianity because they're chasing the ministry, but not chasing after mm-hmm. the word. Yeah, we're not about a, 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 a tag Christianity. No. We, yeah, we're not a, a, about that bumper sticker, yeah. I'm found in the local church Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, we're not to forsake the assembling together That's true. with believers, even That's as true. we see the day approaching. Yeah. But that's not the definition yeah. of Christianity because... Because here, the young boy Samuel was found in the house of God yep. and yet did not know God. And do ministry. And did not know God. Yeah, and, and, and it shouldn't have been. Because, well, we know what happened to the leader, but the leader mm-hmm. should have been teaching. But he went off somewhere where he couldn't hear from God no more. But anyway, the key is, don't don't chase. Even if it's, it, it looks good in, in the church, make sure you're, you're, you're solid with God first mm-hmm. in here. Right. In here. And Boris did a recap yeah. on my Sunday message about knowing your part in the body of Christ. That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And that yeah. really will be judged based yeah. on those and how Jesus, yeah. Um, yeah. on the day of judgment, right? Yeah. The accountability again, he'll say, you know, depart from me. I never knew yeah. you. And that yeah. man cast out demons in the name of Jesus. And he's saying, depart from me, I never yeah, knew you. Wow. Well, obviously, he was not living the life of Christ. Obviously, the no. life of Christ did not know him. It all signs and wonders. Yeah. But, you know, like these guys are saying, I never knew you, but we did your works, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, for me, Christianity yeah. is a transformation. Constantly. Christianity yeah. is a transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's new creation reality, and we can wrap it up with uh, Romans 12. Because without the mind renewal, without this desire for transformation where you want the word this eternal life to be 
to fully you now, meaning to have really taken a hold of you now. Yeah. And so 12, 1, Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, mm. that you present your body as a living mm. sacrifice. It's forsaking your life. Yes. Living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, because we read in Titus that truth always brings forth godliness. And so we're not to be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect, perfect mm. will of God, to know Him. Yeah, and to, to build off that, like to, the non-conformity, we can read in, in Matthew ten thirty-eight, where it says, "If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of being mine." Wow. Like, I think it's getting to a point now where, yeah. as Christians, if you've been a Christian for a long time or or whatnot, you need to sit wow. down and ask yourself again, like, you know, do I want to be a Christian? Like, you, you need to sit down and you. Because ultimately, we, we're talking all these things. We're we're, we're mm-hmm. reading the Bible. What does this mean for for someone watching? Or what does this mean for someone who who's maybe at a crossroads in their, in their faith? Like, what you need to do is you need to sit down and you need to reevaluate your life. What's what are you holding dear? What what's your top priority? Mm-hmm. And then you need to read this verse and see if that aligns. Because it, it specifically says, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, if you refuse to to pack up your things, if you refuse to, you know, push all that aside and say, there's nothing more important than my faith. Wow. Like, if you're not willing to do that, yeah. then you can't live the Christ-filled life. Yeah. That, no, that's what it's saying. Me, that's right. But, <laughs> but the second part in, yeah. in 39 says, if you cling to your life, you will lose cling. it. But if you give up your life for him, if you give your life up for me, you will find it. So this is what we're trying to get at today. You know, we're getting, we're attacking at different angles, mm-hmm. but what you need to do is make a real evaluation and ask yourself, am I willing to put everything on hold? Am I willing to put everything aside just to chase after the father? That's it. So that's what we're, that's what we're looking at. That's exactly. Which is be sober. Yeah. Be sober minded. Sober minded, humble. Cause this is it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We were given that. He said, I never knew you on the basis of this. Yeah. On the basis that we did not take his yeah. cross. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, acceptance and this and that. And, and you know, Christ is is more than accepting. Like, he, he, he accepts all into the family. However, there are certain things that we need to do on our side. Like, he, you know, God sent his one and only son to die on the cross. Like that was his part of the contract. And now we need to fill fulfill our part of the contract you know his side's done the battle is won but we need to now walk that out and if we're not willing to walk that out then you know there's severe consequences and, and there's many verses in the bible like that like this one for example it's it's always read like we always read in the, in the you know where it's always on people's tongue everyone can quote it and yeah, it's like oh yeah, yeah if you refuse to pick up your cross yeah. you know you're not you know this and that right but like in the nlt it says you are not worthy of being mine like yeah <laughs> I mean, like that's that's, hard. that's harsh. Yeah, I think we need to to reawaken to yes. to the yeah. truth of of what's written in the Bible. That's it. That's true. It's so the true. word needs to pierce the flesh, man. Yeah, and just because Jesus said, and you 
you said so good. It is finished. We can't lay back. Yeah. Jesus said it is finished, but he says, now you're going to make the enemies out there my footstool. So what, so there's enemies out there. So if you're just laying back, oh, la, 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 Jesus is going to, no. <laughs> the more that they say, you can now make my enemies my footstool. There's, there's a battle to be fought out there. Yeah. The good with, fight of faith. There's enemies. Well, it's like, you know, I, I'm not too familiar with it, but like when, when all the tribes came to the Jordan, I think two tribes stayed behind, correct? Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. And then the rest of them went to enjoy God's <laughs> blessings. They went to enjoy everything that God had laid out for them. But two said, you know what? We're, we're fine where we're at. We're, we're going to camp here. Wow. And, and they capped. They, that was it. you know, they, they just stayed there and, and they just continued on. Whereas the rest who were able to cross the Jordan, they were able to, you know, they, they believed what God had for them on the other side was greater than what they're in right now. Exactly. You know, they believed and trusted that. So they made the advancement. And because of that, they were rewarded. They were given the promises. But if we stay here at the river right now and we, we decide to camp, then, then we can't expect we can't. And those lessons. We have this verse that's now standing, facing us, right? When we talk about, you know, the glory of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, this is part of the yeah. glory of God yeah. in the face yeah. of Jesus Christ, that you're not worthy to be mine. That's... And so lay down your life mm. and pick up the Christ life. That is the higher life. Amen. 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 We can wrap it up for today. And thank you for joining us again on this broadcast live yeah, from our Dominion Sonship headquarters. Yay! <laughs> Bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>